Let's give God some praise this morning, church. Let's give him praise in the house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for another day. Thank you, Jesus. Our message today will be entitled, What Will a Man Give? Our scripture will be coming out of St. Luke, 12th chapter, verses 15. St. Luke, chapter 12, verses 15. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We give glory to your honorable name. And God, we ask, Lord, that you would continue to bless us and keep us strong and keep us in the way. Father, we reach out this day to the sick and the shut-in, those who are having different problems and infirmities and situations, Father God, we just ask God that you would just come in, Father God, and bring peace, the type peace that surpasses all understanding and that will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is our prayer this morning. As we go forward through the airwaves, in Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. Once again, let the church say amen, amen. and amen. Our text says in St. Luke, the 12th chapter, that Jesus is speaking here. He, he said unto them, here these people, they, this man came and he wanted Jesus to do some, uh, I guess what you call uh, probate court. He wanted to... Get Jesus to tell his brother to do right and separate the inheritance and all of that and divide his inheritance with me. And, <laughs> and Jesus said, man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? Mm-hmm. And then Jesus said to both of them, he said, take heed and beware of greed. Covetedness means greediness. For a man's life consisted not, which means does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. I know it's Christmas time, and I know that a lot of people are going through times of depression during this season. A lot of crazy acts are going forth during this season because of greed, money. For some reason or another, people lose their minds around the holidays and they tend to become unglued in many ways. And you hear about crime going up robberies and all kinds of stuff. Uh, You hear about fires and stuff because during this time of the season, people are careless, trying to stay warm, but they are constantly careless. My thing here today is to talk to us about 
material things and what has done to us and what it's continuing to do. You see, something is going to be hitting real hard. Those people aren't leaving from up there in Washington at such a fast rate for nothing. Before the, the ship sinks, a lot of people will bail out. Now, this economy has been built on what we call fluff. It was a lie. It was a puffed up, yeast up lie. And stock market and all, it built itself up higher than ever before, but it was all a joke. It was a fake out. Then they raised the limit, prime rate limit, and all the floor came crashing in on stock market and stuff. See, it was built on a lie. The economy is built on a lie, and they're saying everything is good. But if everything is good, why is everybody bailing out? They don't bail out for nothing. So a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses because, you know, when you, put your, when you put your life into your job, your business, all the material things down here, whatever's here on this earth, when you put your whole life in it, you better understand one thing, that it's not forever. It's not forever. So the time comes when... But we have to come to the realization that whatever it is that we are going after in life, it comes to a point where you have to ask yourself, is it really worth it? Is it really worth you killing yourself to call yourself getting ahead? But what is getting ahead? And when have any man ever got ahead? Because in order to get ahead, that means that you don't have to face the consequences of what you did to think you was getting ahead. Because sooner or later, the consequences we all have to face them. Am I correct about that? So a man's life, it doesn't consist on the things that he possesses. You know, you, you can have today and don't have nothing tomorrow. But does that still take away from you being who you are? It shouldn't. But you know what? Man will devaluate you. And if you're not careful, you'll devaluate your own self. When you're going through your trials and when you're going through your tribulations and when you're going through your sufferings and when you're going through your hardship, when man's supposed to help pick you up, what he'll do is he'll devaluate you. Now you've got to be strong enough somewhere inside of yourself to keep from being devaluated by your own self. Because if that enemy ever latch on to you, then you're in trouble. Because I can grant you, you're not going to get up out of this life without going through hell. Now, I'm going to preach real preaching up in here. I, ain't, I don't play around. You know, I don't tickle people's ears. I don't lie to people and stuff. People, this is life. And life is serious. And like this young man right here, he got a long way to go. We most of us... Some of y'all middle ways, but some of us on the other end. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell you something. Even though life is short, young man, 
to get from here to over here is a long way. It's a long journey. And I'm going to tell you something. Before it's over with, you're going to find yourself in situations that you never would have thought you'd be in. And there are some things in your life that you're going to have to fight through. And there are some things in your life that you're going to have to do without. And there are some things in your life that you had today but you ain't got today. And there are some things in your life that you're just going to have to be dealt with and eradicated or held on to and dealt with. Either way, it's got to be dealt with. And only you are going to be able to deal with that on that level. Now, I don't care what you get. Materialistically, that's not going to solve your problem. It's like drinking a bottle of liquor. And afterwards, the hangover. And the problem. So a man's life, he says, it doesn't consist of the abundance of things which he possessed. But Jesus ain't finished with him yet. Go over here to Matthew sixteen twenty six. Jesus is not finished with him yet. Are we there? The question is asked, in verse 26, for what is a man profiting? In other words, what does a man profit? If he gain the whole world and he lose his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his life? What good is it like this man over here in the book of Luke where we just left from? When Jesus told him that, look, Man's life don't consist of the abundance of things that he possessed. And he went on and he began to teach a parable to these people. And he said that, you know, he's a man, a rich man. And he had a barn. And he had a good crop that year. He filled that barn up and he said, look, I'm doing real good. I'm going to eat, I'm going to drink, I'm going to be merry, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to build me a bigger barn to put my extra stuff in. You know, I'm going to build me another garage because I got so much stuff now, you know, that I need a little more room, you know, because I'm doing real good. That's what he's saying to himself, right? We say it all the time when we think we getting ahead, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, and then the flow fall in. And trust me, the flow can fall in many ways in a man's life. So here we are. And here this man is. And he's saying to himself, he's saying, like, 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 look here. I'm going to build me a bigger barn. And I'm going to eat. And I'm going to drink. And I'm going to be, in other words, I got me a good job. I got it going on. I got my house. I got my family. I got my car. I got everything. I got my health. I'm good. But then... God comes on the scene, and he called the man a fool. He said, thou fool, this very night is your soul required of you. As you go on down through there in the gospel, you'll see where he told me, look, your very life 
is required of you this night. Now, who is all that stuff going to belong to then that you worked all your life for, that you done ran yourself crazy for all your life because you wanted to, somebody say, get ahead. You've been saying that all your life. Have you got a head yet? So what that tell you? you Somewhere along we chasing the wrong dog. Because by now, if we were going to get ahead, then we ought to be ahead. We ought to be. Because being ahead doesn't consist of the things that you got. See, that's where the mistake come right there. See, that's what we call getting ahead because society has defined that for us, that that's what getting ahead is, you know. But getting ahead has a lot. Somebody please cut that off. Oh, Jesus. Now, if you understand something, Jesus saw this way back when Satan tried to get him. Back in the early part of Matthew, the fourth chapter, after the temptation and all, you know, devil came to him. Came to him, tried to tempt him with his hunger, you know. You be the son of God. Turn these stones here into bread. Yeah, I'm hungry, but I'm not a fool. I know I haven't eaten in 40 days, but now you're trying to get me to tempt God and display my power. And see, that's why power is a dangerous thing to give to people because people got a a knack for misusing power. People got a knack for that. Got to be careful who you give power to, because people get stupid. Then he came back to Jesus and he said, "Jesus, if you just jump down, you jump on down off of this now, they'll bear you up." Trying to tempt God again. Well, Jesus didn't go for that. And then, in reference to what Jesus just said, a man's life don't consist. Of the things that he possessed. In reference to that. Jesus came. And the enemy came at Jesus. And the enemy said look. If you just bow down to me now. You see all this stuff out here in the world. He took him to a high mountain. Took him to a high place in himself. What he was trying to do was trick Jesus. See, first, if the enemy can trick you to thinking you more than what you are, that's why he took him on a high. He took him on a prideful. Took him up high. Tried to get him haughty spirited. He said, look here, bro. I give you all of that. If you just bow down to me. See, he tried to put his ego in there. See, he took him up high in his pride. See, Jesus had pride, too. He just had it under control. Jesus just a man. It was the Christ in him, but it was God, just like it's the Christ in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He played on Jesus' pride. 
But Jesus was aware of it. Because Jesus knew that eventually he would have to come back and tell this man the same thing. Man, life don't consist of the abundance of things that he possessed. Now check this out. If Jesus would have taken the devil up on the offer, then he wouldn't have been able to tell that man over there later on in the gospel. He wouldn't have been qualified to do that. Because what Jesus would have done is Jesus would have taken the bait, gained the world, and now Jesus was a false prophet. See, see, he's going around now. He'd be preaching the gospel of prosperity. Well, I believe in prosperity, in the spirit, in the mind, and in the physical. But I also believe that it has to all be coordinated and balanced too. Because if it's not, and the problem is now, and I'm just talking to you this morning. The problem is now with us is that man, he's got too much weight. He's put too much weight on material things. And because he's put all this weight on material things, see, that's what he believes in. And when that go wrong on him, he has nowhere else to go but to suicide. Because he's so caught up in it. If you think materialism don't run deep, you better think again. Because I told y'all a long time ago, we were made out of dust of the ground. And listen, now, this stuff that we want is made out of ground too. Everything that we desire in the flesh is made out of the ground. It's got to, so, so there's a, there's a connection between us and, and the ground. And the things that come out the ground, we're attracted to. Even other people who came out the dust of the ground. Amen. Y'all following what I'm saying? That's made out of the ground. Everything we like made out of the ground. Outside of God. Everything down here on this earth that we like is made out of the ground. The money, the dope, the alcohol, the females, the men, all of them come out of the ground, right? The cars, the houses, these are the things that attract us. Am I right about it? Did they come from above or did they come from the ground? Now, above may have sanctioned it, but it still came out the ground. God's not stupid. God know how he made us. He know what we like. He know what we don't like. He know what we need. He know what we don't need. He know what we want. And a lot of times he'll let you get what you want just to show you that you really don't need it. And we still hard-headed because we like what we like. Because a man's life don't consist of the abundance of the things that he possesses, but we ain't got there yet. We ain't got there yet. So to come up in here and lie and tell lies about it, see, that ain't doing none of us no good. I don't want to be in a place where I got to tell lies to people. I don't want to be in a church. I don't want to be in a pulpit where I can't tell you the truth about yourself and about myself. What's the use in us being here? 
Ain't no use in coming through that door with smiles on your face and you dying inside. But you too, up here, religiously, to understand that you can't get no help going to the doctor and then he asks you what's wrong and you won't tell him what's wrong. You talking about, I don't know. Can't get no help like that, you know. So when we come through the door, you know, if we come in and we know that we're in a place where we can't be real with each other, then ain't too much going, ain't too much going on. Ain't too much going on, you know. But if we come to a place where we know that we're safe and that people are going to try to help us out instead of knock us down, then you feel better about coming. It may be few, but at least you know you got love. But now if you're in a herd of cattle where don't nobody know you and they seeing you from afar off, you ain't going to get too much help there because sometimes, how many of y'all know you just need hands-on therapy? One-on-one. You know, you need these things. So Jesus, you know, he goes on and he, he talks about the situation, about this material stuff. Because it had a great value to man back then as well as now. They don't, they, they don't love money no more today and material things no more today than they did back then. Greed is the same. Greed was greed then and greed is greed now. Amen? The pull on the world was on them back then. Just like the pull on the world is on us now. And that's the way it is. You know. Now we can run around here and we can tell lies. See, I'm sick of lying. I pain. I hurt. I get lost in space sometimes. Just like everybody else. You know. I am not your God. And never have wanted to be. The devil is a lie. You won't put me in there. Mm-mm. That ain't going to happen. Because it's just like the media. Same ones that will build you up when, when they like what you're doing or tear you down when they don't like you. And in any relationship, whether at home or at church or at work or whatever, in any relationship there's going to be some falling out. Now, here's where the truth stands between those that are with you and those that are not with you is when the offense comes. Are they going to be able to go through the offense? If they're able to go through the offense, then those are good people. Because I done made everything in here hot. I done offended. Ain't nothing shut up, Annie. I done made everything up here that hot. Most of them left when they got hot. They wasn't, they wasn't, they couldn't take the offense. But Jesus said offenses is going to come. Now, woe to him to make the offense. Woe to me if I did it, you know. I didn't do it on purpose, you know. It was something I will try to get out of you, you know. But you work through the offense. And I said, okay. I, 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 can, I, I, I see royalty in that when people work through the offense 
when people go through what they go through and don't choke each other and don't divorce each other and don't leave each other. You know what I'm saying? I see the royalty in that. Mm-hmm. I don't see no royalty in those that when they get offended, they pull out. Because offenses are going to come. If you run every time your wife or your husband make you mad, you get a divorce and you go and get another one, you're going to be mad about a thousand times. And you're going to be like Solomon. I went through a thousand women and couldn't find one. You found one with the first one. You just didn't have sense enough to know what to do with it. You know? And then you found the wrong kind to fit into what you're trying to do. And that don't work. <laughs> you know? You can't put a, a round a, a peg in a square hole, as they used to say. You can't do it. You sit there looking. You be looking crazy. And I've looked crazy before. Trying to put that round thing in that square thing called life. And it don't work. But we still trying to make it work. You ever try to make something work and you know that thing ain't work, but you, you just didn't want to? What makes us like that? Hmm? It's got a lot to do with these material things down here. It's got a lot to do with that, that pull, that pull. But every once in a while, God will give a man, then I'm closing. Every once in a while, God will give a man a light of clarity, of peace. And even if it's only for a few minutes, it's the most glorious thing in the world. Just to have, especially when you're coming out of them dark places which all of us have to come out of sometimes. You know them places where them, all them bugs and insects be down in there and they be biting on you and you don't know what it is. I'm talking about life, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. And then God show you some light. And it feels good, you know. It feels good to have peace sometimes. In the midst of the storm, learning how to have some peace in it. You know, sometimes you just have to lay down and forget about it. Or you can just keep on pressing on and saying, Well, I'm trying to get ahead. Well, have you got ahead yet? But we're still trying, ain't we? Something inside of us keeps us. Going forward, trying. Trying to do what? Get ahead. But there is no ahead because once you here, it ain't ahead no more. Just like this thing called tomorrow. Well, once you get to tomorrow, you never reach it because what you call tomorrow, you in it in this day. It's today. So this thing about getting ahead is a, is a facade. It's just life, people. The only ahead that we've got is just simply living life on life terms. 
because life don't come on our terms. You understand what I'm saying? See, we try to make life play to our terms. But we don't have no control over this like we think we do. We just think we do. So we go out and we want this and we want that and we get this and we get that. Trying to satisfy ourselves, but our life doesn't consist of the abundance of things that we possess. That's what Jesus said. And in the final count of it all, what will a man give when his life is at stake? What will he give in exchange for his life? When his life is at stake. I'm talking about when his life is on the line. You know what I'm saying? When the rubber hits the road, what, 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 what are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to lay down and take it as it comes and leave it as it goes, like we've been doing. And whether it hurt or whatever, we still going to do it. You know? Because when you, there's two things you can do, one or two things you can do when you cast into a sea. You can either swim or you can drown. And in life, in my closing, this is what life is. Life is nothing but an individual being thrown into the sea and taught how to swim. And if we don't learn it, then we learn how to drown. And if we don't do that, then we'll learn how some of the things in the sea will eat us up. So in the midst of our swimming, we got to be watchful. He said, watch and pray. And in the midst of our drowning, we got to learn how to call on him like Peter when he was sinking. So we swim for a while. We boohoo for a while. We do whatever is necessary. But listen, life is life. And life must be dealt with on life's terms. Amen. Let's give God some praise. It's a little early again today. We all trying to get back on schedule here. Because when I left home, I wasn't sick. And uh, all of a sudden in the car, I felt felt sick. And uh, he said, you need, do we need me to pull over? I said, I think I can make it to the church. But I never made it to the church. He had to pull over on the side of the road. And, of course, I had to, he had to take care of the uh, car <laughs> because I released in the car. So, you know, that one didn't go over too well, but, hey, you, you have to do what you got to do. I mean, I just, but anyway, well, I want them to know.